0: Okay, so I got the opportunity to go to Thailand uh, June, oh, it was so long ago, I'm forgetting the dates, but it was June 9th to June 29th, and it was a blessing to see uh, what God was doing in Thailand, and for those that don't know who I went with, uh, I went with John and Camille Wethno. And they are family friends of my dad. Uh, John actually grew up with my dad and kept my dad out of trouble. So it was pretty cool getting in the sea. Somebody had to, that's right, Ann. Um, it was pretty cool to be a part um, with them and see how God has been leading them. So it started with the trip, the 19 hour flight to Thailand. And we got there, I got a couple days before we started our ministry, so about four days to adjust to the time change, and about four days after, before I had to leave. Um, And so this is some of Bangkok. Uh, This is the Chow River. We got to experience the boat rides down the river and get to see everything. Um, The buildings, if you look at this one, they're massive and very um, beautiful. The... Architecture is crazy. You see this, though, and then you can go look, and there's about 500 feet away, there's the slums. So the disparity rate is massive. Um, So there's lots of cool things to see. Uh, This was in one of the temples. They have um, one of the major religions there is Buddhism. And so this is their, their Buddha or... Things that they are praying to. There's lots of them. Uh, You can walk down a hallway and it's all for their ancestry and different things. So, kind of sad and realizing of what people are putting their hope to when they don't have much hope. Um, So, more of agriculture. This is a 40 foot reclining Buddha. Um, And so, just more of just thinking about what we don't always see. Uh, The big animal for Thailand is the elephant. And so you will see the elephant everywhere. Actually, you got a ride right elephant, which is pretty cool. Um, the markets are pretty cool. The fruit there a lot better than here. Um, and the food was really good. Uh, also, there's bugs, you could eat some bugs. I love the bugs. Okay, uh, the malls are crazy. We went to an eight story mall. So if you love shopping, Thailand's the place for you, because uh, traffic sucks. It takes 40 minutes to go two miles sometimes, depending on where you are in Bangkok. And so they make malls so that you can get everything in the mall. And so that's an aerial view, and they use all the real estate. So like our malls, we have like stores. They have stores, but then they have little stores on the sides of where you walk. And so there's marketplaces everywhere, and people are crammed in and walking everywhere. Uh, Just the stuff in the mall, this was in the mall. So some of these things that we would be like put on outside on different places, they have in the mall. It's like an amusement park when you go into the mall. There's so much stuff to look at. I was like a kid at a candy store. Uh, It was pretty cool and just beautiful. Now, one of the cool things that we gotta go do, this was Emma Wethno, she's the daughter of the missionaries, is we gotta ride a tuk tuk. If you don't know what a tuk tuk is, it is a little taxi that uh, basically it's three wheels and you get to see some of the traffic in there. They go a little crazy. We had a fun one. Uh, we were not in John and Camille's one where he did a wheelie on the road. But we had some fun experience of just going through traffic. Now, their traffic, you have two lanes of cars, but they turn it into four lanes of cars, plus motorcycles going in and out, and tuk-tuks trying to get through, too. So if you ever want to experience some traffic, if you're always mad at the Canadians, just go to Bangkok, Thailand, and then you'll be like, I love the Canadians. <laughs> yes, and? Oh, that's normal speed. Nope, that's normal speed. Yep, you should see the motorcycles. Those are fun. I was told that they one guy transported a um, ladder, like a full ladder, on his motorcycle. So he had it around his neck and was driving down the road. Yes. We should try that sometime here in the USA. No, um... One of the cool things that we got to do was I got to experience a lot of Thai food. This place is called Best Beef. We actually got to cook our own meat over a little grill thing. And so this is John and Camille Wethno. Those were the missionaries that are in charge of Thailand through global surge. And I'll talk more about them a little bit later. There we go. Uh, Something to experience. They don't have zoos. We didn't go to a zoo, but we went to a crocodile farm. And in the crocodile farm, it's like their zoo. And so all behind us are crocodiles. um, And there was tons of them. So this was the crocodile farm. You can see them over there. Beautiful scenery, uh, (laughs) getting ready to get fed. And I experienced something that I've never experienced before, and I'm going to let you guys see. These are crocodile wrestlers. So, Jonathan, I want you to try this sometime. No. Um, but this is one of the craziest things that I saw of they would. Yeah, the crocodiles are really fast with their jaws and they, they was their, that was their culture. And so getting to see stuff like that was really cool. Um, for some of you, I, after crocodiles, I put baby monkeys so that you could uh, get a little cuteness after the crocodile. But that's what they also had there. They dress up their baby monkeys. I don't know if you can see it, but he's in a little baby onesie. And they have them in little cases or little cages, and they all have little baby toys. And there's like a lady there that takes them, changes the diaper, and everything. And you're like, they're like actual babies here. This is pretty cool. Um, Very different. Uh, There's me on an elephant, me with a tiger. Don't worry. He was asleep. He might have been drugged. I don't know. But he moved and I got a little scared. So also there's driving in Thailand. Now if you can see this is like Miguel's little pickup truck size, if I could explain it. And they decided to put 15 tractor tires on top of this little truck. And it is leaning to one side. So you always joke about traffic in other countries. I got to actually experience it, and I thought it was like one of the craziest things. So there's points where if a wind hit him right, he, the tires might not be on the truck anymore. But here is, now we get to the good part. So we got all the time to experience, all the time to see Thailand. Uh, this is part of the team that I got to work with. Uh, Let's see here. Now, one of the craziest things is the amount of different people from different nations that we got here. So he is from, this is Saldi from Philippines, Rodel from the Philippines. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. But he's also from the Philippines. Uh, No, yeah. Rodell from the Philippines, J.B. from the Philippines, Peter from the Philippines. So he, she's from the Philippines. Peter is a missionary in Thailand. He's also from the Philippines. Daniel is a missionary with the Global Search Team from the Philippines. Same with Emerson. Um, and all these guys here are from the Philippines. Then you got me from Washington. And then the Wathnos are from Kansas. And then Michaela is from uh, Chicago but then we had people from Thailand come and actually translate for us we had a guy from Kenya named Wycliffe who was also on our team we had a girl named Wendy from uh, ooh, started with the Z uh, Zimbabwe she was also with us and so you got all these different cultures uh, working together and I I'm going to share with you one of the first things that i got to share with the group. Um, The cool thing about the Global Search team is they were really thinking about why we're doing the things we're doing in Thailand. And John challenged me. I wasn't expecting this. And he said, I want you to talk about us as a team first night before we start a ministry. Give us a charge. And I'm like, great. Okay. And so I went to my go-to verse. My go-to verse was Romans 12, uh, 1-5. Therefore I urge you, brethren, in the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect." And as I looked at this, and I saw the team that get together, um, we had many cultural differences. We had many language barriers sometimes, but God used it in great ways um, because we were focused on him. One of the verses that came to me in that time was 2 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Um, the team that came together, if we look at the picture again, it is crazy to think of this guy, this guy, and Donnell all were part of Tough Guys, a ministry where they shared the gospel through martial arts. These two were our videographers, and they were able to um, share (laughs) what happened in Thailand through video. This is Melissa. She's a missionary in the Philippines, and her specialty is basketball. And so she was teaching basketball. Then you got me and Michaela, who were soccer. And then Emerson did the drama, and JB has a ministry called Honest Deceivers. Now this is a I might have told some of you but when you hear honest deceivers what is the first thing that you that comes to mind what ministry do you think he's doing What do you think honest deceivers Use cars, Use cars. <laughs> Good yeah What else What do you think That's not it though What? A politician No He is actually a magician that shares the gospel through magic. Um, And so we had all these different avenues for the kids to hear the gospel and to receive it. And uh, Peter and John uh, were the ones that would talk about the gospel to the kids and present it to them. And then Camille, she's in the picture. Oh, there she is. Uh, she would do the English lessons because she was the English speaker they didn 't want the Filipinos to do the English because they have a um, a thick accent and don 't use the correct grammar. They had me up there presenting soccer, and I got corrected because i didn't use correct grammar so but that was only once so that that's a good thing <clears throat> so as we move on uh oh. Yes, I got a video for you guys. Um, I think it's every time I watch a video, it's crazy to think of we interacted with so many different kids. You saw that number. It was around 4,800 kids. Um, And 2,887 accepted Christ or made proclamations to accept the Lord. And I think that's one of the craziest things of under 1% of people in Thailand are Christians, And I got to talk with John and Camille, and their heart is for this people because the place is beautiful, and they're so oppressed by Buddhism and other religions that they have no hope. They're looking. They're a very spiritual-minded country. They're trying to seek something, but they don't know the one true God. And so being able to present the gospel to these kids and getting to see them respond and be like, hey, I want to know this, God, um, was incredible. Of being a part of, I might have not gotten to share the gospel directly, but getting to be a part of the team. Um, some of you may ask, how? <laughs> how was, did you interact with so many kids? Um, Oh, there's the video again. One of the cool ways that we got to was we got to go, I think it was eight or nine different private schools. And they invited us actually in to their school grounds. These are the youngest ones. Uh, they were a ton of fun. Um, and we got to, we had an English camp. And that was our Avenue in. And so what our English camp uh, consisted of is Peter would do intros, do little songs, have fun with it. He grabbed me one time, and I got to be a dork on stage and jump around and sing songs with him. Um, and then, I know, Mike. Go figure. Um, and then uh, we would do different presentations. Of JB would share the gospel through magic. He'd do a magic show. And then... Tough guys would come up and do a demonstration of martial arts. And then we would have the drama, uh, which presented the gospel in a way that um, some kids might know. And I have clips of those later, the drama, because I can't describe it as well as I should. They depict who Christ is, the things that we're going through. Um, And then we do a demonstration of sports. And then we'd split the kids um, after our usually a lunch break, and we would do five stations. One station was soccer. They got to learn English words for soccer. We gave them applicable words. And then basketball. They learned basketball skills, different stuff, words for basketball. And then they went to magic and got to see uh, JB use some English words and teach them different magic tricks. And then Tough guys taught them self-defense, and that was pretty cool. You heard them everywhere, because they were going, hi ya" And different commands and different things, and so they were really cool guys, too. And then the coolest part is we had an English station. And in that English station, they learned English words, but the last ten minutes was devoted to sharing the gospel, giving the kids a chance to respond, And um, one of the cool things is if they did respond, they got a follow-up card. And the kids would put their name, put their number, and Global Surge is really good about contacting them and making sure that they're plugged into a church because they don't want these kids to all of a sudden go back into their home where probably their parents don't believe this. And just, I made a decision, and it's not there. They want to support these kids in their decision and um, really encourage them in the faith. And so it was really cool of going throughout all the different schools. Uh, You can probably spot me out in a picture, because I usually wore some bright clothing, or I wore a pretty cool headband. Um, The Bright orange shorts was me if you didn't catch that one. Uh, But it was really cool because the biggest school that we had was 1,200 kids. I've been in uh, big kid programs, but not one that big. And so trying to uh, corral 300 kids at one time in a clinic is great. Um, You have to think of new strategies and new ways to uh, interact with them. Now, if you see me do this instead of this, there is a reason why. Um, in Thailand, this is like you're calling someone out, so if you wanted somebody here, you'd be like, hey, come here. In Thailand, it's like, hey, let's go fight. Um, so I couldn't do that. You, uh, so in Thailand, you go like this, and that means come here. So you see the cops on the street going like this, and it's very different, but it is a different culture. And so... Um, Trying to make this gesture big so that the kids can hear was always great. So I looked like a fool. But it was great because it was for the Lord. Um, We did a lot of soccer. It was cool to interact with Michaela. They love selfies. I found this out. Uh, The Filipinos gave me selfie lessons. They have uh, like a tutorial. It's awesome. I, I got really good because they use their palm. It's like... You don't need one of those GoPro sticks. You just use your hand. It's your GoPro stick all the time. It was super fun. I became a selfie master sometimes. Um, So it was really cool to interact with all these different kids. We did all sorts of ages. Our youngest was the five-year-olds. And we also interacted with high schoolers. Um, This is stuff that we would be doing with them on the soccer drill. We'd be teaching them how to pass, dribble, Talked through those words. <clears throat> um, just a lot of different schools. They wear uniforms, so it was very easy to see w- which kid was in each grade. Um, They're very orderly, very respectful people. Um, they always came into a conversation with um, and that was how they greeted each other. And it was very humbling to be very respected, and just um, they're very nice people. Um, This is a school that we had 700 (laughs) kids. They split it into two days because the younger kids was 700, the older kids was 600. So we had lots of fun, lots of different color. Um, This is some of the songs that we could sing. If Mike will turn the volume up real quick. So, if I ever do a kid program and you want to see some cool new songs, I got a couple cool new songs because of Peter. They're they're some doozy ones, they're a lot of fun. Um, But just massive uh, amounts of kids, very cool to see um, their response to who God is and just like this is a drama. Um, We had different stages, um, different areas that we go. Sometimes the schools didn't have as nice of Stages, but usually the private schools did. Um, And this is just the school part. There's more that we did over in Thailand. Um, More of the kids doing some drills. It was really cool to use soccer as a ministry tool. Um, Let's see here. Okay, so here's the fun part. I did get some videos of... um, It's not whole things, but this shows kind of the ministry platform that we had there. Uh, So this is JB, and I got the clip of his intro, and then how he shared the gospel through magic. So you might not be able to see it, but his shirt says old has gone. And in this book has pictures of different things with him. And it says my story, my magic. So you not not be able to see that page, but it says Jesus, <clears throat> and he drew a bottle around Jesus. Um, Something cool about J.B. is if you ever got to know J.B., um, one of the coolest things is to see where God took J.B. from. J.B. was a pickpocket um, in the Philippines, and he got invited to a Christian camp um, through Global Surge. I think it was through global surgery or it was just a Christian camp. And they lost the most wallets and phones that year at camp because of JB. Um, and then the next year, they invited JB back. And JB was like, yeah, payday, because of more opportunity. And he actually listened to the gospel, and he got saved. Um, and he told me around, I think it was in the early... 2000s, um, a guy came and showed how you can share the gospel through magic, and he caught on to that. He does a sleight of hand, different stuff, but he wanted Christ to be honored through everything, and it didn't matter his backstory or where he was taken from. He wanted God to be honored through it all, and so being able to see the gospel presented in a new way that I've never seen before was awesome. Um, getting to talk about it. Now tough guys do the same thing. Um, They do martial arts class. They're actually starting one up in Thailand right now and um, they talk about their strength is through the Lord and not of themselves. So here's a little clip of them. Pastor Kyle, I want to see you break a baseball bat. Um, I think that was one of the coolest things. Uh, One of the things that they do before the baseball bat is they talk about uh, the verse that references our strength comes from the Lord and not of ourselves. And that is one of the main verses that they hold on to when they talk about, you know, what is a tough guy? Tough guy isn't a guy with all these burly muscles or different things. It's about, you know, we're persevering through the Lord. Um, so they have awesome ministry. Those guys are awesome. I wouldn't want to pick a fight with them. Um, <laughs> they could beat me up pretty well. Now this is the drama. Um, when you watch the drama, there's not much words. But the point is, uh, what it's, um, this is our platform of how we first introduced the gospel in uh, words of they would explain what was going on in the drama. I went backwards, sorry. There we go. Oh, being able to present the gospel in so many ways is just humbling to see of there's all sorts of different types of learners. And um, this one really depicts our struggle, our battle that we have every day. Um, and what Jesus went through so that we could be reunited with him, but we actually have to come to him. Um, and so, yes, Jerry? We didn't have to interact with the government, I don't think. They, I don't know too much about that. Um, all I know was that we did get some opposition at the school, um, because they are Buddhist. And so you would see Satan working in um, different ways. But what we do is private schools, we say, hey, we want an English camp. And we're like, yeah, we'll come in. But we share the gospel. Like, it's totally fine as long as you teach our kids English. We're like, sounds good. Um, and so that is um, one of the coolest ways. I, I would have to ask John and Camille to give you more about how the government views that. But they are a government run by the king. Um, even though some of them don't like their king, they still respect their king. And so, like, f- during movies, they have a national anthem for the king, and everyone stands before the movies like, every movie, which was weird. Um, but it was something that they do, and they have a respect for the king. Um, And so that was the school program. We used a lot of the same stuff. Um, We had uh, clinics where we actually went to the housing developments um, outside of the schools. There is a guy there that owns nine B-Pros. So it's like the soccer, uh, the sportsplex over in Bellingham. He owns nine of them in Bangkok, Thailand. He's a Christian and he wants to uh, have a church in each one, um, and he's been working with Global Surge. And so we had the opportunity of hosting a sports camp. Um, we did basketball, and because we had soccer players, they wanted to do a soccer one. And so we got to go out into the streets um, to the big sport or to the apartment complex. Got to see some kids and. Uh, give them invites for free clinics, which is a big thing. Um, And we did basketball, Uh, did the same thing, got to present the gospel to these kids, do clinics with them. Uh, One that I was in charge of was the soccer clinic. Uh, In the red shirt is Nu, who was our translator. Um, Awesome lady. (laughs) They uh, have gone through many translators in Thailand, but Nu is the one where she sees the importance of the gospel being shared and is so energetic when she translates and um, gives the words to these, cool, uh, to these kids. She's also a hoot. She always gave me a hard time because she says, you talk too fast. You need to slow down. Um, I've never talked with a translator before, so it, Pastor Kyle, it's a, it's a hard one. Uh, you have to talk slow and in abbreviated sentences. Uh, I kind of got thrown into this one of where the Filipinos didn't know much about soccer, so they're like, Lyle, here you go. I was like, great! Um, and it was cool to see what the Lord did. Uh, and we For the soccer clinics, each of the coaches, we had four different coaches. Wycliffe shared the last night. I was the first night. We shared our testimonies and how God used soccer in our lives, but we also shared the gospel to these kids of, you know, why is it important to follow God? Um, And so it was really cool to use our lives as a um, different way to share to these kids the importance of God. Um, We started with 40 kids the first night uh, with our soccer. And by the end, we were at 70 kids, um, just because of word of mouth. It was crazy to see the response, all these kids, um, and just how God was using that. Uh, <clears throat> one of the coolest things that I got to be a part of was they started their first church service while I was there. Um, <sighs> That whole last week um, was an interesting one because some of you may have known that uh, I got to go experience the hospital while in Thailand. Um, got to love kidney stones and an infected right kidney. But hey, it was the top ten hospital in the world, so that was a blessing. Um, and it's a lot cheaper than the USA, too. Um, and so I ha- had to miss a day of going to a school because of that, but God still used that in great ways of John and Camille took me, but we got the opportunity to share the gospel with some of the ambulance drivers there. Um, Because traffic is so bad, we feel like you get to see the ambulance. They don't move out of the way of the ambulance. And so for the ambulance to get somewhere it takes a very long time. And so John used to be a policeman, And so his heart goes out to the first responders. And so every time they see one, we pray. And so he got to share that with the emergency room guys, the ambulance people in there. He's like, hey, every time we see you, we pray for you. And so it was cool to, even though I was in pain and it sucked to be in the hospital, you know, it was cool to see those moments, see those opportunities. Um, And you really don't... Here in America, we know that Satan's trying to work against us, and we know that there's spiritual warfare, but we become blind to it. We kind of, eh, it's there, I know. But when you're in a different country, it's everywhere. Um, It becomes very visual. Um, There's monks on the street getting offerings. There's spirit houses where they're praising their dead ancestors. Um, and giving food and drink that just sit there, get moldy. The birds are the only ones that drink it. Um, They have these golden statues of Buddha. And when you get to see that, it really puts in perspective of, are we actually fully living for Christ, or are we just going through the motions? Um, And you don't have to go to a foreign country to get this realization. It comes with spending the time in the Word and actually being a missionary where you're at. Um, And just thinking of that trip to Thailand, I'm humbled by the experience. Um, To see what God was teaching me, what I learned there, the opportunities that I had, you know, the craziest thing is that last week, even though I felt terrible, um, I was like, okay, Lord, you're going to have to give me the strength to do this. I got to teach Filipinos soccer. Something simple so that they could keep the soccer ministry going. And one of the craziest things that I <laughs> it gets me every time is I get a look on Facebook and the soccer ministry is still going. They've now turned it into a Bible study, and they're using you know, those simple skills, something that I thought of, like, I do this all the time, like, they're simple. They used it as a ministry field in Thailand, and it's growing. And it's grown to the fact of I actually asked John and Camille different things that we can be praying for them. Um, they have been busy since I left, Um, They said, we continue to see an increase in attendance. We have a local restaurant owner that is now donating food every week to feed the kids. Even though we have the food donated, it adds extra cost to our ministry. But food is being donated, and they're seeing the Lord work in great ways. Um, They started language school, so now they can actually speak Thai, is their hope and the prayer. Um, Police seminar. They're working with the police in Thailand too, because John is a was a police in Kansas. It's kind of funny. He can get out of uh, police stops because of that, because you say, American policeman, and they're like, oh, okay, and they let you go. So it was great driving with him. I don't want to drive. I'll let John drive the whole time. they have the opportunity to have basketball printed at cost with Hoop Heaven Better Life. Uh, they're calling their church Better Life. Um, and John just got bit in the back of the leg and got dengue fever, but is doing bigger, better and continues to heal. So we can be praising, praying for that. Um, and one of the biggest things is they are always looking for support for prayer. Um, And there are actually eight Kenyans, so Wycliffe, you saw him in the video, he's bringing eight Kenyans to do soccer clinics in September for 14 days. So they have another gospel opportunity coming up then. And so then they'll be back home in October, end of October. So... That is one of the craziest things, just a little snid bit of Thailand, and I ran all the way to 10.30, go figure. Um, but I could take a couple questions, if anybody has any, about the trip or the people there or anything, or I could just end it with prayer. Yes, Anisa. Okay, so yes, there are other Christian churches in Thailand. We actually got to go to a couple. It's pretty cool because they do English and Thai um, in their services. Now, uh, Global Surge, the churches they're putting on, they started the one in Onlu, Um is the first soccer pro that they were doing church service at. And... They are working on other soccer pros where they're going to start churches. Um, They're just training up people right now. Uh, Their missionary team is John Camille, are the leaders, and then they have their daughter, Emma. But then they have Emerson, um, uh, Christine, and two others. Uh, Danielle, and, or there's three. So they have Filipinos on with their team that are sent from Global Surge that are working together, and so they have a team that's branching out. Um, the Filipinos live close to Anuit, and so they're working with the kids. And so John and Camille's job is then, they're finding more people to partner with um, and to work with. Donel, uh just got up there in Ariane. Uh, they do Tough Guys, and so they'll be starting up that mich- uh, ministry. And so Donnell, his wife, just got there. And then there should be Emerson is coming up. So there's more people coming uh, to help out with the ministry and be on that mi- mini- ministry team. So... It's not all Americans, which is kind of funny. When we think of missionaries, we think, oh, we send a whole bunch of people somewhere else. But I got the realization that a whole bunch of different countries sends people to be missionaries. They said, next time I come to Thailand, I need to go to... They, don't, they didn't say, if you come to Thailand. They say, next time you come to Thailand, you need to go to Philippines, Cambodia, and then Thailand. Because they do ministry in all those different countries. Right now, JB is in uh, Kenya doing ministry. They have a whole team of Filipinos over there. So they go all, all over around the world sharing the gospel. So, Well, any other questions? Yes, Ruthanna. They live in Kansas. They will be visiting churches. I am trying to work on them, maybe coming to visit us. So we will see. Full time in time. Yeah, well, getting more church support. That's what they're doing right now. So they need support from the churches. They're not fully funded yet, but they're working on it. Now, if you... Yes. They're very formal. Like, it's, they're very, (laughs) you don't see, as John put it, you don't see baggy pants or inappropriate (laughs) clothing that much um, for the kids. Um, It is very looked down upon for foreigners to um, dress unmodestly in the country, But for some of the Thailand people, they do just some. But it's very modest dressing. I'm not too familiar with that. I think they have to get the uniforms. Um, It's basically in the cost because it is a private school. So they have to pay for the schooling. Anything else? Okay. There's people there. You can ask me more questions afterwards. Uh, If you want more information about John and Camille Wethno, uh, there are papers over there that I printed out. Um, They would love to give you email updates or if you want to find out more about them, um, papers over there. I'm going to pray, and then we'll let the other people in. Jesus, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, that I had to go to Thailand, Lord. It wasn't because of me or anything great I did, Lord, but it was because of you. Uh, Thank you for the people there, for John and Camille Wethno and all the different missionaries that you have there, Lord. And I pray that you would be the one honored through it all. Thank you, Lord, for opportunities and moments where you, we get to see you doing the work and not us. Um, I pray for our church service, that our hearts and minds will be directed towards you, and that we'll be thinking about you. And I pray that we fully surrender to what you have for us, Lord. Thank you again for everything that you do, in your name. Amen. Amen.